live with the best father and son team on the internet. It's time for Homie and the Dude. Welcome, everyone. This is Homie and the Dude, and we are incredibly privileged and thankful to be presenting you this exclusive father and son podcast. It's part of the father and son MMA podcast that we've been running for a long time. And we wanted to reach out and explore father and son dynamics. And we are so, so grateful to be here with Arnold Allen, the fifth ranked UFC featherweight in the world. And his father, Pacer Allen, so big that you could crush my head at any point. <laughs> uh, okay. Guys, welcome. Well, thanks for welcoming us yeah, to yeah. your house. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> thanks for well, thanks us. for coming. Yeah, no, it's good. It's cool. No, it's such a pleasure. We're such big fans of Arnold, and you know, it's uh, over the time that we've been doing Cage Wars Academy, we just felt really lucky to get to know your guys' whole family and just yeah, you know, good. You know, good. kind of integrate with you guys <laughs> a little bit more, which yeah, has been cool. really, really nice. Um, you know, something obviously we're father and son. I used to do a lot of sports and used to on packing on the pounds a little bit now. Um, and, uh, and, you know, growing up, Tom coached me in a few things and would work with me, you know, in the sports that I would so do. What do you do? What, what, what sport? Uh, so I used to do uh, karate when I was younger okay, and, and cool. compete in that. And then um, a lot of basketball and things like that as well. And uh, football as well here and there. Don't be modest. You know, he was the champion of Spain in Tempo Karate. For a couple of years. Right. Yeah, cool, yeah. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Not bad, not bad. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and Tom used to, you know, be a corner man for that and then was my basketball coach for many years. And, you know, it's it's an interesting dynamic. We had our definitely ups and definitely our downs uh, in terms of, you know, relationship and, and how we get along. Do you guys find that that's something similar that goes on with you guys? What's the kind of dynamic uh, for, for your kind of relationship with that? I just do something and he criticizes it. <laughs> Whatever I do, uh, I find point. him a complete asshole. <laughs> <laughs> up to the day of the show, and then we're good. But up to that, I want to kill him myself. He's lucky he makes the shows. <laughs> if it's a boring fight, he criticizes it. The Dan Hooker fight, which I don't think was boring, he criticizes it. What was wrong with the Hooker fight? Uh, constructive criticism. Okay, there's nothing wrong with it at all. I mean, in fact, that's awesome. I'm, I'm always knew he could do that, mm. but. He's, for, for the last three years, I've been told that he's being restrained, mm. hold back to take as least flack as he can mm. before, because he's going to have to really fight on the next few shows. That's yeah. obvious. Yeah. So the idea behind it is that he, he takes it easy. So he gets there as, with little damage as possible. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. When I was younger, I didn't know. When he first got in the UFC, I didn't understand that. Because mm. on the earlier shows, he'd, he'd annihilate the guys mm. within minutes, same, same. Same thing. So I thought, rather than me agreeing with him and saying, wicked, well done, that's my sort of fight. It reminds me of outside the bar in, in the sort of late, late 90s. I said, I'm proud of you. That's the best thing I've ever seen. That's, that's what I call fighting. I had to go, damn it. Because if I tell him that, next time he's going to do the same and the same, maybe. So I thought, Mate, are, you, are you well enough a little bit? No, no, it's, uh, I'm tired from that. I, I okay, slept yeah, okay. yeah. on this settee. Because to tell you the truth, like, that moment, that hooker moment, was incredible. Like yeah, that was, <laughs> you know, from I, I can't even imagine how you were feeling, but you know, the the stakes were so high. Hooker is, you know, 
this just the name carries weight in the UFC. And Arnold has the pedigree and has the record and everything, but to do that to him was it's like, a big deal. Was yeah, a yeah. big deal. But I've seen him do this to loads of guys. You got to imagine he was fighting at 15, 15 years old, was it? Yeah, fifteen yeah. on some shows, uh, adult shows, and he was fighting twenty-six-year-old guys. And mm. um, we were criticised for being stupid, bringing a guy to fight an adult, clearly an adult, yeah. and he would do the same thing. And so, I've, uh, to me, I've seen him do that before. Mm. And I thought that's how the whole UFC career would go, yeah. with him destroying opponents in the first round. Mm. And then as I've got more wise, I suppose, I've realised this is a, a business and mm. you know he has to work his way to the top mm. cleverly. And it's took me this long. So I thought if I tell him that, just tell him you know, that it was terrible, what the fuck are you playing at? Why did you go off script and do that? <laughs> you're, you're, you're waiting for the, the celebration at the proper moment, aren't you? You're waiting, you're waiting for room for that belt. Exactly. Well, we've worked out that if he carries on at the pace we're going at the minute, I'll be seventy-seven, <laughs> and he'll be he'll be thirty-nine and zero, and number one ranked at that point. He'll still be figuring out a way, and I'll still be criticising. So he ain't going to get away with it. You know, I'm super interested because obviously that hooker fight was one big name too in the UK. You know, you had family and friends both watching and in the stadium. Was there much nerves for you going into that fight? Was there much nerves for you watching just because of the, the spectacle that it was here in the UK from mm. that? Yeah, there was more nerves than usual because it's like a big step up, big name. First sort of real challenge to prove yourself and uh, it's got a pretty cool highlight reel as well. When you watch his fights, you see he's not all these guys out on the fight. Mm. All sorts of strikes. So Yeah, when you watch his, his highlight reel, it's, uh, you, you can't not be a bit like, oh, shit. Yeah. And you know what, you, you, you had that really weird, I think it was BT interview, I think you were the only two guys that had it, where you yeah, were sat across yeah. from one another on the table. How was it to like, because I'm not sure, do you get in a mentality, are you, because some fighters, you know, have to hate their opponent, other fighters yeah. go in, you know, and they're a bit more neutral. How was that kind of interaction, being sat right in um, front of him for like 30 minutes being interviewed? It was alright, it was just awkward. It was yeah. just awkward more than anything. But no, like, I, I don't really get into that mentality, I don't feel that way, but... um it's more like a sporting way. There obviously is the fight aspect of it, mm. but I think I say that in a competitive way. Like I'm trying to hurt you, as in score points. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, yeah. so I don't have to dislike the guy. To I'm still going to try and knock him out or do the same thing. You know, mm. but um, yeah, it was just weird. It was weird. I don't know why they got us to do that. But whatever. Yeah, they do it in boxing quite a bit. Yeah, they sort of. Uh, they usually do it as a bit of like try and a, provoke, a bit of back and it? forth. Yeah, it's like trying to drum up that media. Yeah, yeah. like in a way, I feel we're kind of kind of similar. Like neither of us wanted to say anything bad. So <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it was it was the most respectful like face to face interview. Dumb, you can say it. It's yeah. like, yeah. not very good. Yeah, it's like you're right. I'm right. Yeah, it's okay. So so Hooker is is one of those guys that you know has has a bit of reputation behind him and everything, and I just. You know, sometimes I try to get into the headspace that you guys live in. Mm. When you think about, you know, the names of, you know, like Volkanovski, mm. Max Holloway, the two guys that fought last night, Ortega, you know, um, Yair. When you look at that, mentally, are you just so confident in your skills and saying, I'll have a go, I can, I think I, I've got the puzzle solved mm. with any of those? Yeah. Uh, I mean, at this point in your career, it's like, Got to, I've got to where I want to be. I've got to where I've been working to be, and uh, yeah, there's no no point in not believing in myself now against those guys. I train really hard, 
work with some of the really tough guys and uh, put the work in. So yeah, I believe in it. I believe I can beat those guys, like all those guys. Well, you, you must know the same when when he was competing. I mean, I don't think there's no difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a as a father in those situations, I mean, I feel like I was more nervous. And, you know, my heart's going crazy, and I'm you know hoping that he executes what we've been or what he's been training on, what he's wanted to do, and gets out of it mm. what he wants to get out. But of did it. you find the same thing I found? It like he just said, any any advice I give to him, he totally thinks me. I'm a dick. <laughs> Well, there isn't that dynamic. We, we had that for a while. We, we? we definitely, especially more so in basketball, because it was a it was a little bit of a. I, I was in my teenage years and mm. going through that angsty yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of period, you know, where yeah. you're where you're like a little bit more emotional yeah. and uh, and like I, I remember in the house, Tom, Tom, I called Tom dad for many years, and then when he became my basketball coach, he became coach in the house, and it was like walking around, I was like, Excellent. coach, can you pass me the remote control? I, you know? saying, no, dick, I get dick, which is universal. <laughs> I don't need to be dad pace or anything. Just dead. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's 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 one of those ones where we we found our rhythm a little bit more, and I think we we gained respect for one another in in that place, and you know, it, it became a a situation where we just understood each other a little bit better. I think as as both men and you know the father son dynamic, yeah. and even even as just like friends in a certain way as well. You know, we we had some more shit to talk about. We had some more, you know, just uh, I, I guess. I don't even know, connectivity, I think, is what it really, really built for us. What would you say? I think it was probably more work on my end to kind of try to take myself, not completely out of the father role, but take some of that away and mm-hmm. not be, you know, as a father, you want the best for your child. And sometimes you think you know what that is, and it might not be aligned with what they want. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where you get into problems because, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you know, you're driving for something that you desperately want for them. And if it is not aligned, it's a problem. Mm. And so I feel like, you know, I need to back off and I need to give him a space to find himself. Well, years ago, I mean, he 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 stitched me up one day. He don't like it, but we turned up at a show and I got handed a, a, a seat and told I wasn't in the corner. Mm. And I sort of went, well, where the fuck can he just tell me that? You know, mm. I've, if he needs a different coach in his corner, I'm 100% with that. Whatever's best for him. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't need, I, you know, I just feel I'm, I'm kind of living what I didn't do through him in a way. So like, I'm happy for him to use whichever corners or, or mm-hmm. people behind him, the back end, as long as it's doing him good, I'm, I'm 100% happy. So I don't feel I'm, I'm sort of having to be hands on into it. I just, all I wish him on that occasion, he'd have just said to me before, hey, Dad, come on, I'd, I'd, I'd rather you take a back seat. I've got, I mean, at the time we had three or four UFC guys, didn't we? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, well, it was a long time ago, but like we turned up at a show. I can't even remember which bloody show it was. Limehouse. And uh, well, you know. But you have been, you have been in Arnold's corner much of his career, but there has been times. In London, you were, were you in the corner in London? Uh, I think a couple of times I wasn't in the corner. I've been the there. last time. Yeah, the last yeah, one. Yeah, 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 I think even the UFC, the first show in the UFC, was it UFC? He was abroad. Berlin, yeah. Yeah, he was abroad, and I, I think I watched it. Yeah, no, you weren't in the corner. No, so you know, it's um, it's just I don't, I don't necessarily have to be in there. I just want to support him in any which way I can, which that means of keeping out of his face or, yeah. or letting him go. On, even you know, it's up to him. Thanks for watching this episode. We really appreciate you supporting Homie and the Dude. 
Please hit us with the Holy Trinity, like our Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and follow us on Instagram. Just search at Homie and the Dude. It all really helps. To, to that point, Arnold, like, you've got Jack, you've got Farad, mm. you've got your dad. Yeah. And I'm wondering if at different points in time in those relationships, you were wanting one of those voices more than another. And it's probably, I'm wondering how hard it is for you to just negotiate you know, the respect and the history you've had with all of them and, and just wanting to get the best situation so you can get a win in that particular fight. Does that? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know if I'm not understanding the question properly. But um, yeah, like, they all play an equal part, really, in a way. Like, Fraz is uh, he's a master technician, you know, like his, yeah. his tactics are second to none. The techniques he shows, like, some of the best of the best. Jack, he's like the... You've seen him work. He's like the consummate professional. Like he's everything he does is perfect. Like when you do the weight cut, he sits there with me, does everything to the what, what do I do? And you just there for the inspiration. <laughs> I say, I don't feel I don't do much, but I did I did that. actually ask for hours before the last fight. Is it possible that I could step forward <laughs> and take more control of the corner? Yeah. And uh, even all for it. He said that's a good idea. He said, you know, because of my experience <laughs> in the business, I said I uh, I think my voice would make more sense to him you know. and do you know i i, I feel that like I, I was actually going to ask you know how much do you feel like having pacer in your corner is is something that motivates you like in that mm. you know third round if you're in like a three-round fight or like if yeah. you're main event you know if you're in a fifth round fight how much having dad saying you can got this mm. you know does that give yeah. you that extra push We're yeah, not even saying anything it just does it just uh you can't really quit in front of your dad, can't you? Just, <laughs> like just, just the eye, just looking at him. I think the only thing we, we I noticed that I do, there's any help at all, apart from waving and calling him <laughs> dad, is that as he gets out of the seat, sometimes he'll look and I just, you got this. And that's it. That's all yeah. it takes. It just comes across. And I think, um, and plus uh, Pete, uh, oh, unfortunately, uh, passed away. Yeah. I've got the same mentality, I think, as <laughs> Pastor Pete. He's like old, old Thai coach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thai coach who passed away, but like uh, he, he's very much. Um, he was up against the cage on. Oh, come on, I don't know. I don't take the fight in as the one we did here without the crowd. Yeah, yeah, and uh, oh, um, Sadiq. Yeah, he was. He was up against the cage, and I could hear that he was knackered. Mm. He was like gasping for air, and I, I basically all, all I'm thinking. I'm not even saying it. I'm just thinking, fuck, fuck, you know, fuck that. Just get on with it. Just keep working. You know. Yeah. And uh, that's exactly what uh, Pete would say. Yeah. Fuck, fuck, the, fuck, the, fuck the punches. <laughs> just well, that, that, that's you know. Sometimes fights come to that, right? You yeah. go in with a game plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, the Hooker fight way. kind of escalated to that pretty quick. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, what was yeah. the game plan with Hooker? Ah, uh, they put a lot of moving around, uh, kicking his legs in and out. Kind of did it for about a minute, <laughs> and then. Uh, yeah, then, then he, he threw a shot and his knuckle went in my eye. Uh, I think he threw a punch like his knuckle like that and it went right in my eye, so I couldn't see anything. I could, I just see doubles, so I just thought, right, I'll just keep swinging at him. Mm. I'll just keep hitting him, that'll work. But um, Fraz did say before in the plan, it was like, we are going to have to fight it. Like, we are going to. He's got one for the both of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not filming. <laughs> he did say we have to get stuck in a bit, so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I mean. Hooker's fights are wars. Yeah, know. that's he's, it. He's, he's a tough dude, man. Yeah. yeah, no, all credit to him. Jeez. Mm -hmm. I've been hit with his shots. 
Oh, I thought you meant hooker. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, 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 I think you want the hit. You, yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously, you you come away from the hooker fight with injured hands, and, you know, struggling a little bit in the last couple of weeks. You know, you've been doing mm. going sparring and then re-injuring in some ways yeah. and whatnot. What are you kind of filling outside of training? What, what what do you do to keep yourself like either in the zone or or, or take yourself out of the zone yeah. so you can be a bit more of a fucking person instead of a fighter? <laughs> Everything I do is kind of accidentally training based. Like, uh, <laughs> like all the things I do for fun, you know, like fitness based and mm. like, you know, like mountain biking, riding bikes, I'm running out of camp, out of training. I'm just trying to get fitter and stronger, really. But that's, it's fun, isn't it? It's like lifting weights is fun. I think, so I think also uh, mentally, some people are closer mm. to that fight. I mean, I, he's, he doesn't need to run around shouting how good he is and yeah. huffing his chest up. And, yeah, and I was very similar on my day, but we're one step away. From fighting anyway mentally yeah. and i think that yeah same as same as your brother you know you've yeah. only got to stand on his foot and next thing he's in a rage you know his head <laughs> is in a space where he wants to kill somebody so you, i think that's what we found is some people need to build up to that yeah. and that's a lot of uh, early on those guys stomping and kicking the cage yeah, we just stand on the other side looking at him and go okay hmm. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a. Excuse me, I'm a, I'm a super nerd. It's like that line in a, in where the Hulk's like, I, I stay angry all the time. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just kind of bury yeah. it down, you yeah. know. Yeah. When well, being a nerd is the same as well. <laughs> yeah. Same, yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I think that's really awesome. For do you know what's interesting? You mentioned mountain biking. I have done one thing of mountain biking in my entire life. We were in France and we did a bit of mountain, mountain biking and I have never been more afraid in my oh, entire life. Just hill. like fucking, <laughs> rah, just fucking gripping yeah, yeah. on for dear life and screaming. Yeah, it does give you a hard one, doesn't it? It's, 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 it's so anything that scares you. I read somewhere it's, it's good for you to be at least scared once a day. Yeah. Scare okay. yourself once a day. Yeah, it's I heard good that the too. Like there's, there's like, it's good to laugh really heartily once a day, to maybe cry once a day, and to be scared once. But if you can do that, you're, you know, you're accessing. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's good for your heart. You've got, you've got. To, I mean, yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, I just tried some crazy shit. Like they said about my gym, you know, stuff falls on me. I mean, <laughs> that must, that stone used to rock. I'd push it up and down, and I think it was 120 kilos, something daft like that. And if it rolled in my head, I'm thinking, I don't know what to do. I'll probably try and catch it, but. Yeah. do me a lot of good yeah. we took it off we took it off yeah. when, when you say stone I just want to describe this thing it's about about this big McGlashan stones do you know what? I, I want to I want to ask about that obviously you've got the gym outside that is you know handmade put together by mm -hmm. yourself and whatnot. How how often are you working out without a spotter and things like that? How often are you out there like <laughs> risking your life yeah. in some ways? Well, I, I, I do or die. That's what I say. I mean, yeah. you know, if if there's no spotter there, mm. you have to make the lift. Yeah. Am I right? So like, I'd bench or peel it off of you. <laughs> I, well, I, I have done it. I, I I had a British record bench press, and I maybe still stand. I, I don't follow it, but it was for reps for a minute. But I used to go up to 220, 240 kilo bench pressing, and I'd do it on my own. Uh, on the understanding and sometimes yeah you're right i'll get to there and it's boom onto my chest and i found that if i didn't put the collars on the end i oh, could, you could just thirst yeah. and shake it and the weights would work their way off <laughs> yeah. and then one day it will fall off it just yeah. it's gone <laughs> yeah. ah, and i'm up you know? yeah. i mean there was one time where my wife helped me spot i, I sort of kick in the floor and go jazz jazz and she run down and i didn't have i didn't have the Actual the things I couldn't beat the bars. Oh right, right. So right. I said, "Well, grab hold of it under my chest," and then no, I said she had her hand stuck under it because 
as we went down, she got pinned to my chest. Oh, man. So I'm stuck. And I said, move the stands. I said, kick them out of the way. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to press and throw over my head onto the floor. Yeah. So, but she, she, she didn't let go. So I went one, two, three, pushed and buffed it and stood up. And I was amazed at uh, how good I felt because yeah. of the strength. And then when I turned around, she was still pinned to it <laughs> on there, to the bench with her fingers. And I was like, why didn't you let go? She went, I didn't want you to drop it on yourself. Oh. I went, oh. <laughs> so I took it off her fingers and the bones had come through the skin. And I was like, oh, damn, that's not good. And uh, I was, she said, I, I'm going to have to go in the hospital and these looked out of stitched. And I went, well, I've got two sets of flies to do as yet and mm. my arm covers. And then we go straight to the A&E, okay? You need to get your sets in, right? <laughs> 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 get that super set done. <laughs> yeah. Well, for a while, Trafford was the, uh, was the, was the sort of spot yeah. for a while. I mean, I've seen some video of Trafford. Like, I was like, how isn't that dog getting smashed? <laughs> oh, he, he, he did catch it a couple of times. We, we used to do the hammer when I was... Training, I just did a hammer with a tire whacked, whacked, yeah. whacked, whack. and he, he used to chase the head of a hammer around in mm. circles, and it hit him once. I had this sickening crack, mm. and over he went in the cartwheel, landed on the floor, and I've dropped the hammer. I'm like, you stupid dog! Right? And I've mm. gone to sort of see if he was all right, but he would, uh, <laughs> yeah, he just carried on chasing the hammer around, and <laughs> we tried putting him in the house. I know what you're thinking, put him in the house because <laughs> he'd be safe. But what did he do, honey? Oh yeah, me and my mate were training out there. And uh, he was just going crazy, so I oh, put him in the house. And then he was in the upstairs window, like dangling oh, out the window. God. Like he's his back eat. legs were trapped. He's mad. He's absolutely mad. But he was still trying to get us. He was like this. <laughs> he wasn't realizing I'm going to die. He was like, I'm getting them. And I ran upstairs, and my friend waited downstairs like this. So <laughs> luckily, he got caught in the window. What's how wrong are you, with him? How are you guys doing with? Uh, I mean, we've had, we've had a family dog that uh, Bodie grew up with, really. Yeah. I mean, the dog probably thought, you know, how dogs have themselves in a in a hierarchy in their <laughs> minds. And the dog probably thought it was above Bodie because we had the dog uh, before Bodie. But it was, you know, it was a member of the family for, for twelve years. Yeah. How how has it been seeing the wind down at Trafford and then, you know, because he's your dog, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it was I went away. Is that probably your dog? Or yeah, but I mean, to be fair, I mean, he, he was a family dog, and he. he the problem, bless him, a load of guys have all offered us dogs. Yeah, I've been offered so many dogs. It's unreal, <laughs> but no one's going to replace that stupid Dean, you know. Yeah. It needs to be Alan retarded. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you see, sort of like, it needs to have that craziness about it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't, can't see many dogs. That's how we are. That's how we are. We just, we, we had the best one that we could have at yeah. the time. So it's like, what? why try to replace that feeling? Just you, kind of go yeah, you're going to be, you're going to feel disappointed, I'm guessing, after a while. You just ain't got that same. Yeah. yeah. So I've got to ask, obviously, Trafford. Is that related to Old Trafford? Is oh, that we didn't name him, did we? Yeah. No, no. They were going to whoever had him before was going to put him to sleep. Mm. Then because he was was only, uh, they were Chelsea fans. Uh, <laughs> 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 the dog kept reminding them. What was he like? No, he was, was like one. Well, like? he was uncontrollable, weren't he? They, yeah. He was uncontrollable. They phoned me up and said, "We got this dog. Do you want it?" I said, "No, we had another dog." And I said, "No, I don't." Don't need any other dog. And they said, well, they're going to put him to sleep. And I said, why? And they said, oh, because it's, it's just crazy. It's stupid. It just, you it can't, it's uncontrollable. You can't give it commands and that. And I said, oh, I said, well, drop it around during the day and I'll have a look, you know, I'll try and take care of it. So when we come home from, when I come home from work, it was in the house. The hmm. bloke would come up and just put it in the house and left it here. And uh, I used to work a bag out of the back. So I suddenly realized he was a keeper because I went out, had a big brand new leather uh, punch bag. 
And I put some bits on and I sort of bang, bang, started working the thing. And he was down the bottom of the garden, just sniffing around. And he run, he must have run, I didn't see him, come at full power. He run up my back, come off my shoulder and attached himself to the bag. The bag. To rip the lump of lever out, which I was going to kill him straight away because of a brand new bag. He just tore it apart. Hmm. And it was rolling on the floor in fits of sort of madness. I'm trying to protect your car. Well, I thought if I take this dog on the door with you, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a winner. You can, you can sit down and have your dinner. And <laughs> yeah. He could just, yeah, let him, let him intro. Let him in. <laughs> he weren't as stupid as he looked, but yeah, I thought, yeah, he's a keeper. Bless, bless him. Oh, man, it's, it's hard times, but, you know, it seems like you guys are, you know, I, I know I saw in uh, one of your YouTube videos on it that you got a nice little memorial out there yeah. for him and stuff. Well, like trying in the gym. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just, I mean, I, again, motivation while you're uh, while, while you're <laughs> lifting, you know, look, look at that and, uh, and, and get a little bit Well, the next fight is for traffic, isn't it? Next <laughs> fight's good. Just, that's, what, that's the sort of keyword I put into it. I just do this for traffic. Yeah, no, that's all you need. That's all you need. I was going to say, are you going to get on the mic at the end of the fight and dedicate it <laughs> yeah. to, 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 yeah. to uh, with, with DC or, or Bisping in there with you? To the dog. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I, I love about you, Arnold, is, you know, you did call out Cater last time, but you did it in your way, and you're not doing any bullshit, like, you know... Michael Chandler screaming at the fucking mic or any like, of that shit. Yeah. yeah, and I also love, you know, your YouTube channel is representing... See? Yeah, your, <laughs> like your personality, yeah. man. And, and there's something about that that I think is is like honorable in the sport that you're in, mm. and also just as a human being, you don't have to do, you don't have to present yourself with any bullshit. You don't have to try to generate any buzz or any of that. You just just let your work do the talking mm. and be the person you are, and it comes through. And I, for me personally, for us, we just genuinely appreciate it, respect it, oh, admire it. That's why we love you, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Well, we're, we're not looking to, I mean, he's not looking to be a celebrity. He wants to be the best fighter. Yeah. A celebrity is a different thing. I mean, yeah, it's a different sure. world right now. You know, people, yeah. you know, people are doing weird things to generate, you know, likes and follows and, you yeah. know, and often, here's the thing, the, the, the complicated thing is, the corporate world values that and rewards it in some way. So it's very confusing to figure mm. out, okay, how do I navigate this? How much do I do? How much don't I do? What's right? What's wrong? It, is, it does get a bit tricky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, near, uh, it's new to me, really, because obviously when I did things, it was totally different. It was word of mouth and phones. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now, it's, uh, every, like you say, everything's on there. It's, yeah. It's confusing. Yeah. Do you find, like, obviously because you're, you know, so, I guess generally just genuine and placid mm. in, in, in of your personality. How is it for you, like, you know, you, you've probably been watching, you know, Michael Bisping for years fighting. You've been watching, you know, all these great British fighters as well yeah. as also, you know, uh, amazing fighters. How does it feel to, you know, be at a UFC event and bump into these guys and then be interviewed by Bisping? You yeah. know? How, how's, how's that kind of, are you a bit starstruck at times or, or how, how's that kind of feel for you? How do you handle that shit? Yeah, not, not anymore. But like, mm. not anymore, but I was was at first. I think it was um that's why I started going to try stuff because I was like a massive GSP fan to be honest. And the first I think it was the first week I was there, I was sparring with him and uh I was punching and I stopped about here because I was like, I'm not allowed to hit GSP. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Who you mean, like you're a you're a stunt man and that's yeah. Tom Cruise or something. <laughs> I was like, Who might have been punching GSP? <laughs> so I can't I can't touch choice and then and then he like hit me with a hard right hand and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, but that was probably the only time really. But after training with GSP, sort of, for me, he's like the best of all time. So then anyone under that is like, 
They'll be quite unsported it. What is it like training with GSP? How, what what kind of experience is that? How much do you feel like you're 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 gaining from from those sparring sessions, yeah. training sessions with him? It was alright when he was uh, making a comeback. He was mm. still kind of partying because mm-hmm. he would come back a little bit hungover, <laughs> and then I have a bit of success. <laughs> but uh, no, I think he's well. He made his comeback, and uh, now he's training more more like a professional athlete. Now he's retired. He's more of a professional than. A lot of the professionals yeah. doing the sport like he's crazy isn't it? yeah he's like a freak athlete he's training all the time and uh yeah but like the rounds you get in with someone like that uh he always teaches you something small mm. but it will stick with you when it's someone like come from someone here it'll just say something so small but because it's come from him it'll it'll stick in your head and you'll sort of you'll you'll keep it with you sort of thing but yeah no he's really good you took me over to meet him didn't you? I'm, I'm not i don't I'm not a panning person. Yeah, I've never really. I, I like certain people who fight, but I'm not. Uh, yeah. I don't follow anyone. I don't. Yeah. If you ask me who's at the top of uh, UFC, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm the worst fan ever. Yeah. And uh, he took me. Really is then. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I help along, but you know. <laughs> but he said, uh, "Come and see George." I was in the gym training. I was, oh, in the I was training Fraz too. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Fraz come over. He said, come meet George. So I sort of come over and I said, uh, hello, mate. Well, I, I, you know, I, I know who George is, but I don't, I've never met him. So to me, he looked totally different. Yeah. And he, he shook hands and I said, yeah, your boy will be very good. And I sort of slapped him on the shoulder. And I went, you train hard, you'll be as good as him one day. <laughs> and walked off. But he thought it was my... Um, English sense of humour, I think. Yeah, wasn't it? Didn't know I'm a complete idiot. <laughs> you, you were just being honest. Yeah, that, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Sure yeah I, didn't know know. <laughs> I just went carried on lifting weights, and uh, Fraz was like, uh, "Never mind." Didn't <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. So, tell us a little bit as well, because obviously you've you've gone up to Canada to work with Fraz. He's now been mm-hmm. your coach through many fights. How's that relationship like? Are you guys like really close? Do you like? Do you find yourself, you know, like fucking texting him like funny shit? Like, you're like, well, nah, how, how close are you guys? In nah, that, he's in uh, he's flat out. I know he's like the busiest man in the world, but uh, yeah. nah, like, yeah, we speak, but only when it's sort of important or something. Well, he was coaching over the phone, weren't he? Yeah. Point, so yeah. the last camp I did here, but, um, but then we we'll speak regular, like sharing sparring, and he was watching footage and. Yeah, no, he, he asked me not to commentate this, but I did. I just filmed him with my phone mm. while he's sparring, and then we send he sent me a sense of content off. commentary. On the, on so I, I got bored of it, so I'm just going, Yeah, he just took another punch to the face. That's clever, <laughs> aren't he? You know, try and move your head. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, no, he took another punch. And, What's that move? I don't know what that's called. It's yeah, some sort of. We're all listening. Fraz asked me not to keep doing it. <laughs> that's absolutely amazing. Um, you know, you, you, the thing is, and I, I feel like there's a, a slight problem with some UK fighters. It feels like, you know, a lot of UK fighters kind of narrow themselves into, oh, this is my gym and I train at this yeah. gym and I, I work with just these people. Hmm. Um, you know, you look at, for example, um, Team Cowbon, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of those guys don't really work outside of their gyms yeah, in, yeah. in a lot of cases. But you're, you know, going over to Canada, you're working with Leon Edwards, yeah. you're working with all these guys. It seems like that is really allowing you to elevate your game and push yourself higher. Do you mm-hmm. find that you know getting those rounds in with all those different people is is a key part of what you're doing, or do you think yeah, it's it, uh, it's just a factor of? No, definitely because well, especially being where we are, there's not really there's a few you know there's good grapplers around, there's good jiu-jitsu gyms, there's like boxes around. 
like there isn't the whole sort of MMA package here. So we've always, even when you were competing, you had to travel everywhere, didn't you? Like you to try and train with the best. You know? I yeah, mean, you, you are driving all over the place. Yeah, you can be the king of the gym, but that mm. means shit, does it? Yeah. yeah, you need to be beaten by people. To, yeah, exactly. To, to get better, I used to go and find people who could beat me uh, in powerlifting. Yeah. I used to find stronger guys yeah. and, and just train with them just to be humble a bit and make me work harder. Yeah. I think if I, was, I could easily stay in the local gyms and just be the, the, the daddy, but yeah. it's worth nothing. Yeah. Sure. In that respect, so you're traveling around, you're, you're getting different looks from different people. Hmm. What is it right now as part of your game? You look at, you know, now you're, you're looking at four people above you hmm. and they have different aspects of MMA that they have mastered. Yeah. What is it when you look at your, you know, the list of things that you say, I gotta tweak this a little bit, I gotta get this a little bit better. Is there yeah. anything in particular that you're like, this is the one or that is on my mind more these days? Yeah, uh, not one thing in particular, just everything really. Yeah. Just the whole MMA aspect of it. We've had some fights where they just sort of ended up being them sort of kickboxing matches, like counter wrestling. Uh, I haven't really had many fights in the UFC where I've been having to score takedowns and chasing people to get them down. So, yeah, just the whole MMA as a whole, really. Yeah, that, that's yeah. such a big scope. Right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. when he was he was the ABA scoreboard champion. Not many people know that boxing. And uh, <laughs> and I used to go and watch him, and I was I really into him. It was uh, Eastern County. Yeah, Eastern County is ABA. Yeah. Is it ABA? Yeah. 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 And uh, I'd, I'd go along and, and co- watch, coach, whatever it was, and we'd just be there for him. And uh, I, I used to say to him, yeah, but boxing, because our whole family, my background comes from boxing, or great granddad was a chairman of the boxing club in Ipswich and everything else. So but I, I've got short arms and I'm short and heavy. I mean, mm. it's horrible. Everyone I'm going to box was six foot five, so like it's a nightmare. And uh, so I said to him, yeah, boxing's all one-dimensional, though. It's, you know, it's, it's a very limited amount of fight. In boxing, yeah, and uh, he said, "Fix me up with an MMA match." Then, so we had to change his name because the ABAs were really—that's yeah. where the name Billy came from, wasn't it? Well, that's <laughs> my middle name. Yeah, yeah. we use Billy. So instead. You, were, you were Billy Allen for a while. For my first couple of amateur bo- uh, MMA fights, yeah. is that on Sherdog and everywhere? There's- <laughs> uh, I don't think it was on there. But he—he's gone straight out, and I because boxers can punch. That's, yeah. Obviously, that's what they train to do. And he hit this kid with a body shot. And the kid looked at his corner as if to say, what the fuck was that? <laughs> this kid has just hit me 14, 15, well, 14 then, weren't you? 14, yeah. So, yeah. And uh, then yeah. he, he choked him out with uh, some sort of weird choke. And what do you mean? It sounds like a kid from half father, something like that. Yeah, and some weird yeah, And I said, weird. I said, where'd you, where'd you learn that? I said, because that's not in the, uh, in the boxing. And he went, well, I didn't watch the shit you do. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> But the rest was history. I said, well, yeah, but what do you want? Do you want to stand in front of the four old men, age pensioners, mm-hmm. in a dark old sort of billet, billet hall somewhere? It's because of the, the amateur boxing. It's like the raffles. All the right? shows, they've all got bow ties. There's no, like, it's not a show or anything. There's no Dull. walkout. You just, right, you've got this guy in the booth on a fake corner. No one's watching the fight. They're all just sort of, yeah. they're all having dinner and catching up with their mates, sort of thing. Like all the old, old boys, you know, like the old school sort of thing. And uh, then the MMA, it's all ring girls, smoke, fireworks, ring girls, yeah. lights, everything like that. Music, pumping sand. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be better. It's a lot more. You're like, this is a little bit better. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take this. I'll yeah. explore this. <laughs> I'm super interested because obviously, you know, you're. We know you're a phenomenal striker. We know mm. you, you. You've got dynamite in your hands. Mm. Is it striking that you love most? Like, is there an aspect of MMA that you prefer? Like, if you if you could be like, you know what, 
I, I would love to do some jujitsu in a fight or like yeah. is there an aspect that you're like really favoring or is um, it striking through and through no nah, everything uh, I like it all um, yeah I, I like it all but like if I was to pursue anything other mm. it would probably be like boxing or something over mm. grappling but there's an old saying you can't beat a right hand on a jaw <laughs> <laughs> everyone has a plan until they that's get the fucking answer hit. too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah so if I was to not compete in round, I'd probably be Pursuing boxing to be fair, so over jujitsu, but yeah, yeah, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy both. The same. Those uh, to me, it seems like I'm getting more informed about your your the reason why you're dominating in certain ways. To me, the powerlifting background, the lifting background mm. of your family, and then your striking early on in boxing mm. are two things that I think separate you. Like I think your core. I mean, I look at you know Josh Emmett. He looks like a beast as well. Yeah. Volkanovski has proven that he can get out of a you know top mental guillotine somehow. I mean, you know, everyone in that level is is you know crazy like yeah. specimen. You're in that category because you bring these other attributes that are super important and different than other you know other people are just growing up doing MMA. The fact that you've been out there pushing weights. Mm. For your whole life it's a different level of like core strength you know your bones your muscles your fibers everything a little bit that's genetic genetic as well is a is a i think because the brother is a, a well he's been around the world he's doing strongman okay, stuff okay yeah and he, he's no discipline to him at all unlike arnie he can't seem to get his head into the hole yeah sort of like i've got to eat right i've got to yeah. discipline sleep and, and yeah. no he just does it like oh i'll go to america and compete in the world finals to this strongman thing uh, for the 105, he's not even 105 kilos, he's about five, 10 kilos short. Ten kilos so short, he flies yeah. over there, goes and plays eighth in the world. <laughs> and he comes and those back. Those guys are probably cutting weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, he can't even make the weight, he's just ridiculous. And he'll come back and go, oh, well, that was a laugh, that was a bit of fun. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Free the, holiday? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen when guys lock up, they, they strike with him for a while and realize he's probably out punching them. Yeah. So they'll grapple him, pull him in, and then suddenly you look because they think, Jesus. Yeah. Because you can feel it. I've done it. You know, you grab hold of some guy and you just feel immediately how what sort of core power they've got. It's horrible. So you you know, I've seen him break away and then yeah. push him away and return back to strike and be It's like both are bad areas. You get punched by Arnold and you're like, fuck, that sucked. And then you go into <laughs> grapple and you're like, fuck, this sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of times they're like, fuck like ah shit. Yeah. Um, you know, I Obviously, with your your hand injury recently, um, I, I've been interested how much that has affected you throughout the early part of your career. Has it been something you've dealt with a lot throughout your career? Is it something that you know is only as, as you're now starting to really blast dudes out? Is that is that now something that you're dealing with a lot? Uh, I signed to the UFC with a hand injury as well from mm. a, a fight before when I fought that Paul Cook in uh, Newcastle. So I fought a, a lightweight fight before mm. I did this uh, I broke this knuckle mm. that weird one there. And uh, but then a few it was a few months later I got a fight in the UFC Alan Omar and I heard it again in that one. Mm. So it's just little things like that. Like we're always always taught hard on soft yeah. when you punch, but he don't seem that. Well, they won't stay still for a start. <laughs> you think they'd stay in the position so you can hit them in the right place, but they keep turning. <laughs> so so inconvenient. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how dare they? Yeah. So what are you doing to kind of solve that problem at the moment? Have you got any like sort of plan for, for the yeah. hands to yeah cause... i'm just doing everything yeah uh, all the wrist strengthening things uh seeing specialists and things like that and they give me tons and tons of exercises to do so i've just been doing like 
hand strengthening, grip strengthening, wrist exercises like religiously every day. And uh, just waiting, waiting until I feel better. I've, yeah. heard, I've heard climbing is really good for yeah, like and stuff. I, I'm not sure if you've done anything like that. Or no, I haven't. No, no, no. You get to hang on the bars quite a lot. Just yeah. uh, we were always taught that was to build up. Uh, yeah, yeah. But climbing and using different, like you're using those Did you? to build it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a weird one. But also, you fucking weigh like a, a shit ton more than me. Lifting myself <laughs> on a climbing wall is very different <laughs> to, to you lifting yourself. You know. <laughs> Plus, there's a height thing. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't know heights. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's, okay. That's, that's, yeah, that's, nah. that's bad for me. Is the UFC? Yeah, I'm sure they're checking in every now and again, but you're squarely on the radar for them, and they're probably yeah. you know on their Tuesday meetings with Sean Shelby and Dana, and then you're on the board. Mm. So I'm wondering how much are they contacting and saying what's uh, the timeline? Yeah, to be fair, I, th- I think I would have got the cater fight that Emmett got uh, for that main event fight if I wasn't injured. Um, it wasn't mentioned because. Already, I was already out injured with uh, this after that fight. Uh, yeah, then other than that, I would have probably been on next week's July, uh, the oh, London yeah, one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's sort of on us now to sort of let them know when we're ready to start pushing for something. And uh, it won't be long. It'll be, it will be this year. Everyone just keeps saying I fight once here, but it will be this year. Yeah, just uh, a few more weeks. I think it should be ready to go. Just got man up, man up. Man up. <laughs> <laughs> Go in there and break it on someone else's head. <laughs> well, we used to have a school of thought when I was doing the powerlifting. We got, I mean, I've, I'm riddled with injuries and breaks and snaps. And we've thought, in, in, if you break it, it has to be fixed. Yeah. If it's damaged, then you've got to work twice as hard to fix it's it. It's a pain, you have to work around it. Yeah. So we go out of a way to break and injure it. And then we go to the hospital and have to fix it surgically and then fix it properly. Yeah. That's all we're done. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Well, not, listen, not, we, not the advice I would give to everybody to do. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> we came into these. We 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 had a thought about doing these father and son uh, interviews, and we didn't really know how they would play out or, or anything. And um, we got a list of people, and you guys were on the top of the list. Hmm. And we didn't even know how this would play out. Uh, but I certainly feel like it was super super interesting to have that. Conversation to know you guys a little bit better and share a little bit. Yeah, and likewise, I mean, you know, I, I didn't even ask what you, what you, where you come from with, with what sport. Mostly basketball, but I played baseball. Okay. I did a little bit of uh, done some jujitsu and some other lesser sort of striking martial arts as well. But um, yeah, my background is basketball, and I coach professional yeah, basketball. Because yeah. I mean, as long as as long as he's happy, that's the way I've always looked at it myself. Whatever sport he chose to do, I mean, if he came back and said he wanted to be a ballerina, mm, exactly. I'd be shocked. But I am. <laughs> like, sweet, let's get you a tutu and some nice shoes. <laughs> let's, 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 let's get, get on, on with point. Let's, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking do We're some pirouettes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's great to hear that. You know, I, it's so I feel like rare. I don't know why it feels a bit rare that you know there's that level of support for for. I, I would say particularly guys, it feels like, mm-hmm. um, from, from their dads, you know, in, in terms of that level of just, you know, like you just said, whatever it would have been, I would have been there fucking mm-hmm. helping and supporting. And I feel like it's it's a little bit rare these days. So I, I appreciate you saying that. And I know, like, I appreciate our, like, level of work that we did together, you know, when I was doing sports and doing things like that. And, you know, when we would do jujitsu together, though, we both agreed that it was one of the most traumatic experiences <laughs> of our lives, just well, drowning in human. Well, my my <laughs> side came from my dad. He'd never mm. understand. He he he. Mm. I think he still does things on crazy. 
piece on the Madden, and mm. uh, because I put so much effort into mm. something that didn't really get a lot of return as in yeah. financially, because yeah. my dad was a hard worker. I mean, he, mm. he was a muscle bound when he was young, and I mean, but he would he wouldn't you wouldn't catch him doing weights. Yeah. He would be doing the house, lifting tiles, building doing cement by hand. Mm. He was a grafter, and like he would say to me, "How much do you get for this show?" Obviously, when I snap something, he'd mm. say, "Well, you're out of work now. How much is that going to cost you?" I said, "Well, you know." But he could never get it, so we never. Yeah. He wouldn't come to the shows. He wouldn't have a lot to do with me, as in. Uh, That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah it was uh, totally. No, you get on with it. You're just crazy, and uh, yeah, in the end, I mean, the only time he came down to the gym, we had a gym in the basement, mm. and uh, I was down there lifting, and my weights used to conk around like I was. Well, I was only. I was still at school, and he came down one day, and walked into the into the basement with me, and he, he sort of looking at me, and he go, "Let me let me just take some measurements and stuff," and I thought, "Yeah, Dad's going to train with you." And I thought, "Fuck, awesome." And he went into the other room and he come back with some rubber plates, took the weights off, put the rubber mats in them, shut them again. And they went, right, now I can hear the fucking TV. And went back upstairs. And I, and I just sat there. Incredible. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it was the same with my dad. Um, you know, I feel like I tried to take some things that didn't work with my relationship with my Ooh. dad and, and break the cycle. And um, I feel like I've done that. Yeah. In a certain way. Yeah, it's that makes like, sense. Yeah, it's and it's similar. hard to do it. You know, you look at families, and it is a similar dynamic from granddad to dad to son, and it, you know it's kind of going to be the same for that yeah. next generation as well. So, yeah, um, yeah, just support as much as you can. It is all you, all you can do. You know, to see him uh, go forward, like uh, like the uh, Jake, like I say, he if we try and help him as much as I can, mm. but then he does the opposite again, and you think, oh God, you know. So I give him advice. He'll say. Uh, whatever, and then all of a sudden he will say, "Oh, I spoke to this guy on the internet. He said I should do this and this." I said, "I told you that ten months ago." <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, but this is um, this is uh, so, so some guy from Scotland who's a world champion." You know, I'm like, it's the same oh, damn well, thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> word for word. <laughs> <laughs> the Swatman brothers said this as well, and I went, "Okay, well then, you know, it must be right." <laughs> there you go. Do you know, what, Arnold? I'm sure you like me appreciate. You know, don't like like you said. You know, it's it's not easy. Like. I, my grandfather passed away a few years ago and then you know he he just wasn't the easiest guy to deal with full stop mm -hmm. you know he was you know very hot-headed he you know again throughout literally till the day he died you know tom would chase you know his dreams of things that he wanted to do whether it was basketball coaching or when you're writing a book and you know all, all this different stuff and you know, he, he'd be sat there and he'd be like, so I've seen a business in the airport where you can shine shoes and you'll make a lot of money shining <laughs> shoes in an airport. And Tom's like, what the fuck, fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? And I think, you know, for me, Arnold, and I'm sure you agree with this, is that appreciation that you guys have broken that mold. Like that, yeah, that, yeah. that takes a lot of balls yeah, well, that makes and a sense, lot of my, my, my dad yeah, said yeah. to me, uh, he said to me once, I said, I'm going to uh, do a thing you know, for uh, a certificate of confidence for driving the truck. Mm. It's like a next step to owning a business. Yeah. And my actual dad said to me, he said, that's not for the likes of us. Mm. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> it was, it's for like people, clever mm. people. I went, wow, okay. Yeah. So I thought, I'll go and bloody well do it. And, and yeah, you know, a good pass on it as well. And uh, yeah, it's just, a, it's a different mindset, I think, is uh, anything's possible. If you believe in it enough, you can do whatever you want. You know, it's just the only person to hold you back is yourself. You're right. It feels like you you guys are very very similar. Just 
there's a, a huge, huge physically size difference. But <laughs> <laughs> like mentality-wise, you guys are very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's a it's an era, isn't it? I mean, like you say, it's a year between us. Which uh, did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> Do I still need to drop my shorts out there? Uh, well, it, me yeah, I mean, we we can get you big. I think I can, <laughs> I can guarantee size increase within three months. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Allen training plan. <laughs> I mean, they use this stuff. On race horses, <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Well, guys, uh, I'm just so grateful to be sitting in your just enamored. And, no, uh, you're more than welcome. Yeah, just really, really yeah. pleased and, and, and thankful that you guys let us in and, and got to meet you a little bit more and can say that we're you know a little bit closer to understanding you, appreciating you, and maybe even becoming a little bit closer to becoming friends. And, and you guys, we, we appreciate you driving all the way here to come see us because you got a hell of a drive, haven't you? Aye. We, so. we honestly, it comes down to like, one, we love what we're doing. We, we're very lucky that we love what we're doing. And furthermore, we believe so heavily in Arnold that we like, from, from the moment we saw you fight, we were like, Tom, Tom, Tom literally was like, I'm going to message him. It's like, <laughs> I like, I, I, I need, we need to start like building that connection. Cause we, we just knew from the moment that we saw you fight, we were like, we believed in you. We just knew that you were going to grow into something mm -hmm. amazing. And I think for me, the, the you know, I, I'm so thankful one that, you know, we're here with you guys and I'm, I'm just honored to be in the presence of greatness like that, like legitimately, like, dude, like I've achieved some things in my life, but you know, I respect UFC fighters. I respect the, the art of the sport. I respect, you know, the, the years of work that you've put in, you know, and to me, there's, no higher honor than to be able to you know do this kind of thing with you and to be able to share this moment with you it really like for me like it's like fucking sitting with a samurai you know and and and, and you know being able to talk to you about your motivations mm. and you know what leads you there and having your dad be here proud of you and, and it's just it's just truly like a, a blessing for me i, I feel very lucky i'm, I'm, to I'm more here. proud of being humble uh, like you guys you know, is it? Hmm. i think there's a lot to be said for that you know mm. you know it's not always when we used to work with clubs. It's not always the one who makes the most noise. No. It's, you know, sometimes you have to sort of be subtle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the ones who make the most noise break their fucking legs and then bitch about it for years. Not to name anyone. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I, 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 like I said, for, for me as a young guy, like, I look up to you massively. Yeah, I appreciate I, it. No, nah, dude, you're, you're a kick ass guy. And I just, and again, Pacer as well. Like, Thanks, again, right? respecting yeah. the way you guys think is, I've always looked up to Tom and, you know, he's been one of my big inspirations throughout my whole life to drive and achieve things. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's nice that I can, you know, and, and I feel like male role models are one of those things that us guys sometimes either struggle to find or we kind of have a lot of them, you know, kind of thing. And well, I feel like I finding more of those, the more I kind of get to know people I, like yourself. I, I bought a book. This is the truth. When, when I've heard my first son mm. and it was called how to raise boys mm -hmm. because I didn't, I didn't really want to bring them up the same way as I was brought up. Mm -hmm. And I thought the book might tell me something that, you know, and it was exactly right. As soon as uh, you're born as a as a boy, they gravitate towards the mum yeah. because obviously you know mum. Yeah. And then when they get to a certain age, I think it was about five or six into that era, then they gravitate towards their dad. Yeah. And then when they get to about early teens, all of a sudden the dad becomes dick yeah. because he's an idiot, <laughs> and they don't want to be nothing like their dad at all. And what they'll do is they'll search for someone outside of their family yeah. to uh, worship and and emulate and want become like 
And thank God we were in the sport where mm. we were surrounded by fighters. Yeah. And so with Jack and all the boys, yeah. he, that's where he went. And uh, so the book was exactly right. I can obviously say now, yeah. 30 years later, I thought, wow, you know, <laughs> that made sense. You're in and you're like, ah, it's bullshit. I'm going to be his favorite, you know, but then like years later, you're you like, wanna, You yeah. want to be, but it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. work that way. Do you know what I mean? And I, I think that's really awesome. Uh, what, one, again, just the, the, the level of respect I have for you pacer for wanting to just break the mold and be different it's it's just so it's fucking beautiful like like yeah, I, like it, it's just super kick-ass and i think you know there's a reason why arnold is going to be a fucking champ and there's a reason why jake when he uh he starts eating right and, and making weight and whatnot he, <laughs> no, he's I, don't also ever, be, uh, I don't think he'll ever do it when he's just he going to enjoy himself be humble. <laughs> <laughs> he's always telling me i need to talk more shit to people my brother's like you need to start calling this guy out. <laughs> well we're gonna we were gonna we were gonna swap places yeah. so that he's gonna take he my, just does my the place talk. from <laughs> we'll we'll have so many haters <laughs> we're brilliant though. i've we're, seen it he's on the uh, he's always on the ufc's like instagram page like emmett port my brother's calling on him my brother fucking knock you out <laughs> i don't say it on my behalf <laughs> you're gonna have a comment yeah. the he ain't got the humbleness like, at all anyone my way he's like you'll fucking kill him <laughs> next interview you need yeah. him in this place <laughs> yeah just like a hype man <laughs> you know what you, you sometimes need that i'm not sure if you saw uh, last night for uh ollie sour's fight he yeah. had that rapper coming yeah. i was like i was like oh god this is hilarious if he gets like don't get me wrong he blasted that guy yeah, out yeah, beautifully. Did. but if he had been knocked out i was like oh that's like the most embarrassing one you, you're the only guy who walks out with a fucking hype man yeah and, uh, and you know but luckily he uh he, he completely destroyed him. yeah uh one of those you know whatever but, works as well look at it if, yeah. if this works for you yeah 100 percent. i think you know diff different people find that kind of groove in in, in different ways and mm. again like again i i've always loved honor and i've you know yeah. I've, i saw your guys fucking sword when i walked in <laughs> and i was like you know i i, I love that kind <laughs> of mentality i love where you're at and i think the humbleness is something you know there's something that i love about you know at the end of a fight when two fighters you know especially like in muay thai you mm. know when they get down and they you know mm. really yeah, respect one another humble, yeah and you know it's it's just it shows the art of the sport. Yeah. And I think you sit in that category as opposed to being like, you know, Michael Chandler at the end of his last <laughs> fight where he's just screaming at people and yeah. you're like, okay, dude, like, I, I see what you're doing. You're trying to drum up some hype, but you know, there's a level of what you are all doing that is, it's, it's art and it's, mm. it's, it's, it's talent. It's, it's hard work. It's years mm. of work. And I have a, a walkout t-shirt I used to wear when I fought. Yeah. Uh, stuff stays. And it says on the back, um, respect everybody. Fear and yeah. and I believe in that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, there's a, you know, that sport, more than any sport, mm. you know, you are as vulnerable, you know, as, yeah. you know, when you go in there, you know that if you lose, you're losing in front of, you know, your coaches, your family, your friends, and uh, hundreds or thousands of strangers. Mm. It is, you know. What's, what's losing? <laughs> Yeah, it does mean, <laughs> Well, not so, not so much to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of hype, though, Arnold, uh, we're gonna pass it over to you to call out your sponsors, call out whoever is important to you to um, know you a little bit better or to support you in any other way. There's too many people. To <laughs> yeah, I just uh, we'll just relax from it. <laughs> just shout out the big pace. I see. Face foot in the gym in the garden. That's it. We'll certainly we'll certainly call out all your you know all your sponsors and everything like yeah. that in the description as well. But if there's anyone Appreciate else, it. Big Jack. We shout out the Big Jack. Obviously, you put them on the show yesterday. But uh, 
yeah, he's like a. So this is my real dad, obviously. Mm. But Jack's like the business dad because mm. you're not very bit switched on with that no, stuff. No, no. <laughs> Jack's like the perfect sort of role model without the craziness. Well, isn't he? I think Jack is the guy that he I'd said about in the book. Mm. I got yeah. to the point where I took him to the gym room, he just to keep him out of trouble and get him, you know. And then Jack sort of noticed that he was just talented. Mm. He'd uh, he'd show him a technique. He was always showing techniques, but he's showing technique. <laughs> and then he would take it, dissect it, and then put it back together and make his own technique. Yeah. And Jack was like, there's you know, something special with that kid. And I went, yeah, that's why I bring him here. He went, no, no, I don't mean special. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's, good. <laughs> he's good. Jack's the man. Yeah, definitely. We're talking about Jack Mason, yeah. the, the, the promoter for Cage Warriors Academy Southeast, the, the man for BKK in the UK. and you know, a, a real supporter of MMA in the UK. 100%. Without Jack, we wouldn't be where we are. Yeah. yeah, 100%. You know, I, again, guys, like, this has just been such an honor and a pleasure. And, you know, again, we, we'd, we'd love to come back. We'd love to have you guys down our ends and, and whatnot. And furthermore, you know, we, we support you massively within your next fight. We, uh, you, you know, we'll be messaging you on Instagram, <laughs> like, yo, good luck, <laughs> you know, and yeah. all that good we'll stuff. We'd have to come and stay over. We'll do the beach stuff, Brody. We'll go down the beach. We'll catch some waves. We've got the we've got the kayaks. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. I'm, so, yeah. I'm so down. I, I love a good bit of surfing and, and kayaking, so I'm, I'm yeah. all about that. The one thing I've it. always wanted to do is the kite surfing. I mean, watch them guys do that shit. How the fuck does it work? <laughs> I'm like, I swear you're going against the wind, but you're still fucking going. I don't know. 20 foot in the air as well. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Crazy. Um, we're homie and the dude here. Um, father and son, MMA and TTRPG team. But, you know, this has just been fucking incredible and we're so thankful for it for it but guys if uh if you wanna, yeah uh if you want to follow us um homie and the dude everywhere other than that that's about it really got nothing else peace out peace, peace out, out. Yeah, peace out, out. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>